As the officers led him into the dimly lit cell in the back of the room, he heard a voice that sounded familiar, but he couldn't see where it came from. A crowd of men surrounded someone who couldn't be seen due to their size, uh, due to the size of the men around them. A light blue hue was emanating in the cell as a low grumble of a laugh rang out. <laughs> That's why the nigga don't want smoke. He know what it is. I told him. I told him if he out here again, it's on and popping, literally. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Morgan Iverson back with another Super Shorts podcast. Glad to uh, be back with y'all, man. I uh, know Danny left a, left a cliffhanger uh, last week, and I will be leaving you guys with one this week. <laughs> uh, that's going to become a, a theme, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Well, actually, it will, because uh, the next season, we've got a pretty dope idea. Uh, next season, we're getting ready to, you know, we're transitioning from villain season, and next season, I'm getting ready to start working on... Um, <clears throat> A season where it's just a narrative that all every episode connects together so we'll definitely be leaving you with cliffhangers next season uh but the entire season will build up to uh i haven't really decided if it's gonna be um i don't want to give everything away but <laughs> just know that that season will be a fully connected story um it won't be um it won't be segmented in one-offs you know that give you insight into uh, just one character it will be a fully connected uh, it will be a fully connected story uh, that will still involve multiple characters but it'll be a fully connected story that's tied to one character um, and their experience through that through that season so I uh, hope you guys are looking forward to that because we are uh, this super short podcast as we're still in villain season is about a character that I had an idea for and I told you guys about when I did the conjuring uh, conjuring Hollywood number two. Um, his name is Cobalt. Um, another nickname that he has is uh, B and E, um, and uh, he's got a really interesting backstory that I'm looking forward to being able to get out there and uh, and work through. Because people come from different dynamics, and different backgrounds, man, and I definitely like to tell stories from different dynamics and backgrounds to bring new elements into things that kind of drive or 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 can highlight different parts of society um and uh i look forward to the story that i'm coming up with for this character and how it ties into um another hero that i have coming named uh, harlem uh, her story is going to be harlem uh harlem's renee science and i'm looking forward to getting that done um and i'm you know still working on the backstory and trying to finish the uh, script for that comic so uh i'll get with you guys soon on when that'll be coming out so uh, without further ado, this is going to be, uh, I'm going to just name this one Cobalt, and it's the next uh, super short pod- podcast for you guys, and I hope you enjoy it. All right. Get up. Get up. You can't sleep here. A cop says, kicking at, at a teenage boy sleeping on a bench in the park. I'm up. I'm up. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll move. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't have anywhere else to go. Durham responded, moving his undersized jacket he'd been sleeping under to put it under his arm. I've been walking all night. I just, I just wanted to get some rest. He, he attempted to continue before it was, he was interrupted. I didn't ask you any of that. Get up now. I'm warning you. The other cop responded aggressively. Okay, man. You don't have to shove me. I'm going. Durham said, dejected. 
This was a new low spot for him. He'd been moving around from family member to family member since and crashing since his mom died. His dad was already in prison, though he had friends offer to let him stay, let him make money selling drugs. He abstained from it, believing something would break through for him. Oh, you want to be a tough guy? One of the cops said aggressively as he grabbed his cuffs and walked Durman down. That's all the lip I needed to hear. We tried to be nice here and you wanted to push your luck. You're going in. The cop finished as he, the other officer drew his gun. What the hell? Come, come on, man. I said I was going to leave. Now you're arresting me for talking at all? I don't have any rights? Durham retorted, now growing irritated past the point of dejection. The right to remain silent. Shut up and let's go before I get really pissed. The cop responded as he cuffed him and dragged him forcefully over to the police car. They took him in and booked him for a rash of untrue accusations. Durham was despondent as he was taken back into the holding cells. He didn't belong there. He and the cops knew it, but what had he even done? This was the fifth time he'd been arrested in the last two years, all of which were for similar quote-unquote crimes against humanity. I don't know how much more of this I can take, guy. I'm doing the best I can to do like my grandma taught me now, but this, this, he stopped himself before cursing in his head. This mess ain't fair. He thought to himself as he was led into the doors to the cramped holding cells. As the officers led him into the dimly lit cell in the back of the room, he heard a voice that sounded familiar, but he couldn't see where it came from. A crowd of men surrounded someone who couldn't be seen due to their size, uh, due to the size of the men around them. A light blue hue was emanating in the cell as a low grumble of a laugh rang out. <laughs> That's why the nigga don't want smoke. He know what it is. I told him. I told him if he out here again, it's on and popping. Literally, the voice said as the officer approached the cell, hitting the cell bars and insist they break up the circle. Break it up! Break it up! Fresh meat coming in. The officer said as he unlocked the door and shoved Derwin forward. The circle of men broke and revealed the center of attention. Trespass stood in the middle with a foul sneer seared onto his face. The cell door closed behind Derwin as he looked back over his shoulder to the grinning officer who nodded at Trespass who raised his hands, rubbing his fingers together as if rubbing money. Derwin, now confused and concerned, took a few steps back from the circle and pressing his hands onto the cell behind him with nowhere to go. Trespass, still sneering, looked Derwin up and down, inspecting him as one of the lights to the hallway leading to the cell went out. Derwin looked back over his shoulder as Trespass and the other huge men that were that had been surrounding him moments before stepped towards Derwin. Another light in the hallway went off, and the hallway was now halfway dark. Trespass and his crew another step took another step forward before Derwin spoke up, attempting to put forward some levity through this fear. Uh, intimidating welcoming party. Uh, we good? He said as his body was farther pressing against the cell with nowhere to go. Another light in the hallway went off, leaving only one on down the hallway. Oh yeah, 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 we good, fam. Yo, what's your name? I feel like I seen you somewhere before. Trespass said, taking another step forward with his minions in lockstep. Derwin, I, I don't... I don't think I've seen Yeah, 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 that's right You that little nigga from around the way <laughs> Yeah, I knew you looked real familiar You roll with Clinton, them boys, huh? Yeah? 
Trespass said, stepping closer as the heavy metal door to the hallway fell shut. Nah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't be with the yeah, 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 yeah. You got that fine ass sister too. They're thick as hell, bro. Mama gave her them good jeans. Trespass said as the minions laughed with him as they closed in. Trespass was now a foot away from Durban in a dimly lit room. Yeah, yeah. See, them niggas you run with from around your way. See, them niggas owe me money. I don't really play when it come to my paper, kid. I hear little birdie got fresh meat rolling through uh, with the fifth. Trespass said, uh, now inches away from Durham's face. Durham pressed against the cell behind him, hard enough to, for his skin to be pressing through the gaps in the bars. Nah, man, I don't bang. I don't bang, man. I ain't caught up in none of that. I don't rock with them like that. I don't, I don't even be, I don't be with them like that. I've been walking all night, man. I just laid down and just go to sleep in the park and they come harassing me, bruh. Like, I don't even know what's going on, Durbin said, trying to explain. <laughs> oh, I'm a lie. Trespass said, looking around at the men surrounding him before continuing. Nah, nigga, I know faces, especially niggas that owe me money and you owe me money till I get that shit. Trespass said as one of the huge men that was standing with him punched Durbin in the stomach with enough force that he collapsed to the ground spitting blood. You get to paint the floors with your blood, little homie. Trespass said as the man who previously punched him kicked Durbin in the head. The other men surrounding Trespass started punching and kicking the confused Durbin as he writhed on the floor. Durbin was shocked at what was happening to him. The shock turned to indifference as he felt powerless to stop it as the blood poured from his nose and the facial cuts. He closed his eyes and resigned himself to whatever madness was taking place. He knew it was it, he knew it was a mistake. It had to be. A mental flash of his mother's face in the same position he was currently in on the floor popped into his mind. She raised her hand, confused, as she covered Dermot from danger and the belt swung again. Another flash of his uncle's face and rage swinging the belt with loveless drug and drunk-induced rage filled his eyes. He opened his eyes briefly to look up as, at, the, at his attackers as he observed trespass leaning against the cell wall in the back. He lit a cigarette as he shook his head and placed it in his mouth staring at Derwin. Another flash of Derwin's mother with a bloody face crying with her hands up and her face bloody. Derwin is under her yelling at, at his uncle powerlessly. His uncle punches his mother in the face again sprawling her over the floor similar to how Derwin was laying now. Derman looked through the blood-stained and swollen eyes at Trespass, calmly leaning against the iron bars, smoking his cigarette casually. Derman feels a rage welling up inside of him, stifling enough to choke every muscle in his neck, making it hard to breathe. His hands flash a metallic blue swiftly and as he rises in both pain and anger. A pulse of nerves shoots through his body as he has another flashback. His mother crawls slowly as Derwin is snatched from the floor by his uncle and beaten as his uncle yells at him. I touched you, huh? You trying to say I tried to rape you, little nigga? Huh? You think I need to rape you? You think I'm one of your little punk-ass friends? You think I need to touch you? Motherfucker, do you know who the fuck I am? What I need to touch you for? You calling me gay? I'll touch you, all right? I'll kill your little bitch. His uncle got ready to finish, but is, was interrupted by Derwin's mother. She grabbed a piece of glass from a mirror that ha has been broken by the violence and stabbed his uncle with it. You bitch! <laughs> a gunshot erupts in the house and everything falls silent. A sickening thud echoes in the vacuum of silence. Derwin, with his eyes closed, is too afraid to open them up. He hears his uncle murder and stammering under his breath erratically. Got a nerve to say, I, I, I touched him. Crazy bitch. And then cut me. I, I don't think.
Derwin opened his eyes and saw his uncle's shirt bloody leaning against the wall with a cigarette lit in his mouth looking down at him in almost disgust. Derwin flashes back into the moment as the pain and the anger erupts inside of him and his body hardens and blood pours from his face and the nose and other cuts in his body. His fists glow metallic blue on the outside and coalish black on the inside. His pupils dilate and glow and grow coalish black as the rest of his eyes start to turn metallic blue. His face stiffens almost as if in a trance as he suddenly feels nothing. Hurt people. Hurt people. He grumbled as he slowly started to stand to his feet and glowing in metallic brew in the coalish black. And this is to be continued. Y'all listen in next week. Hoping that y'all liked it so far and I'm hoping y'all listen to us and make sure that you subscribe. Make sure you tell other people about us. Make sure you go to the website www.fourthwallpros.com so that you can subscribe to the podcast and make sure that y'all know what we got, the other stuff that we got going on. We got Baltimore's Comic Con coming up next month, October 18th, 19th, and 20th. So look for us out there. Uh, And we love y'all, man. We love y'all. Help us build this brand and help us continue to expand, man. We love y'all. Peace. Thank you.